Welcome to Pyramid to Circles. This podcast is for the leaders and the change makers like you who have the goal of evolving their company, their department, their team towards more collective intelligence, more empowerment, more self-organization, but who are asking themselves how to make this happen, where to start and how to get inspiration from others. So today, our podcast is very different. Last week, I interviewed my friend and associate at Fabric, Chloe Gravely, and she gave me this crazy idea, this crazy proposition to reverse the mic and to interview me. So um, if you don't know her, first of all, I invite you to listen to the episode with her that is titled, Who is the Manager Today? And that's an episode in French. Uh, but today she runs the show and I'm very excited and I'm slightly uncomfortable because she does know me very well. And uh, she's also very deep. So, and, and, and sometimes quite challenging. So, my dear Chloe, I hand over to you. Wow. Thank you, Miguel. And thank you for accepting this crazy proposition. I'm really looking forward to starting that. And um, thanks for Me the too. trust. Yes, I do. So, trust who you. are you, Miguel? I'm starting. So, I'm here to present our guest today. So, Miguel Droua. Miguel is a host of the podcast, usually. Uh, so what I can tell you, he has a, done a lot of different things in, your, in his life, starting working with NGO uh, as an international consultant, working in transformation. He's very international. Maybe you know that uh, he's French, but he's based in Belgium, married with a Swedish woman. And uh, he has lived in different countries like Switzerland and China. And guess what? He can speak a little bit Chinese. So this guy looks, you know, normal, but he's very special. So Mikael, if you agree, maybe we can start with a very open question. Mikael, who are you? <laughs> <laughs> so far, who am I? Well, you said a lot already, you know. Um, so there is so many dimensions. Who are you? Uh, what can I say? Well, yes. Okay, if, if you ask me this question today, I would say, well, you know, I'm uh, the co-founder of Fabric. Uh, and that's a big project for me. So I would, I would start there in the context of this podcast. But I can also speak more about me in, in more uh, in other ways and different parts. And um, like uh, there are different things in, very important in my life that would define me. But uh, uh, one thing that really defined me today in that stage in my life would be to say that I'm the co-founder of Fabric because that's a project that speaks a lot about me. And I put a lot of my, you know, my intention, my purpose in it. So uh, to the point that, you know, it's um, when you run a business, you need to disidentify yourself from it and when you've co-found something and that's that has been for me like a journey over the last uh, the last years the last months like I'm not a company but it, at the same time it's a, a projection of what, what I want to do so so um, so what what is fabric it's a um, consultancy we're about 15 people we're based mostly in Paris but there is a little team in Brussels where I am I travel a lot between those two cities and um, um So what our purpose is to help organizations make the next step towards uh, being truly a giant, truly a living organization. And it's important for us this notion of next step because we want to meet them where they are and have them just in this transition towards being more you know, relevant for the world and being more um, uh, maybe using more their collective intelligence. Uh, we, we want to... Meet them where they are and help, help them where they, from where they are, you know, finding what would be the next step for them. 
And uh, so, and I, I like that because we don't want to you know, roll down a method, even though we have a lot of methods, but we want to we want to accompany the emergence of something in 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 people and in groups and organizations. So that's uh, so uh, very shortly. Fabric does three things. We do uh, I would say mobilization, and we do uh, uh, how to you know mobilize a collective of people like teams or a large collective of managers or you know people in a company around a common purpose. So that's a big thing. And, and, and for that, we use the, the skills of facilitation. So I'm a facilitator. That's really something that defines me. I love to have people in the, like a large group of people and to design the conversation that we're going to have and then be with that conversation, facilitate it and let things emerge and work with, on one hand, the process that we have designed and on the other hand, what is emerging. And that's something we have in common, Chloe. I know you like that too. And we do that together very well, I think, for many years. And that's, I think that's the skill facilitation that um, everyone can have. Like everyone should be a facilitator. This is not negotiable. This is a skill we should learn at school and that every, like people do leadership training, they should do facilitation training first of all, because, you know, the, the, the team, the, the group, the, 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 the society, like the small society that in which we live, like around us, um, when you learn to facilitate, you become a, a, an agent for the good. Uh, you start to listen and support what is emerging around you. So it can be, you know, even with the parents in the school that there is a conversation with the teacher and, and you can support that if you know you're, you know to facilitate. And that's, that's, that's good. Uh, it could be in a team or in any you know, situation. I think the society, the po in politics, we need facilitation. So, so that's one thing we do. And uh, so the facilitating too, we do what we call empowerment. Empowerment is like these new ways of working where we uh, we were based on the belief that organizations are more uh, you know will perform better on one hand, but they will be better for that for the future and for the future of the world, but also for their own future. They will be more sustainable in the real sense of it if they are able to deal with the complexity and the certainty of the environment. So they cannot be really top-down hierarchical. This this doesn't this this is kind of outdated. They need to adjust all the time. Therefore, they need uh, uh, to find those ways of working based on agile, based on collective intelligence, and, and plug them in it. And that's we are totally specialized on that at Fabric. And that's that's a that's a big thing because when it comes to decide, you know, how we run our business and how we where we put our money or how, what do we do with this big project, there are there is a there is a possibility to take decision and to manage businesses in a way that is that is new and that is different from just you know hoping that somebody at the top will tell us the right thing to do and uh, that's called empowerment and the last third thing we do and, and, and the last thing we do is around basically building the capacities of the people in companies to 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 learn those skills so like like i said earlier being facilitators so we, we do a lot of training and uh, yeah, so I would, I would, so that, those three things that we do as is a way to introduce me because I'm, I'm passionate totally about that, as you can hear. Thanks for <laughs> that. And you know, maybe what can be interesting for your audience and for people listening to you is, you know, when I met you, you were an independent consultant. You are going very well. You have a very nice life, a very good project. You are very successful. So why have you decided to move from this so comfortable and nice life to fabric? Yeah. 
Well, it's true that when we, we run a company, as we do together and, and with our third associate, uh, Axel, that is also, by the way, has a very good podcast that everyone should listen. I invite you to do so. Uh, Eric Axel Zimmer. It is this uh, six keys to agile uh, organizations. I think you can, I invite you to listen to it. Um, it's our third partner. Uh, and uh, so when we together run this business and it's a small business, but still it takes a lot of, you know, of your of a time and energy, much more than being an independent consultant for sure. So, so uh, um, I, I did. I decided to to do that um, in order to have a greater impact. There is a limit of being for me. I reached the point where I felt that there is there was a limitation with my own self in making the impact I wanted to do. So, for instance, at the very beginning, I can see that, the, uh, for instance, with Axel, who is not there now, that um, him and I. We complemented very well each other, so we would like like uh, uh, and 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 if we would work together on a project, this project could be a project I may not be be able to do alone or not that well, and maybe the same for him. So there was a one plus one makes more than two. This thing that we all know, right? And I was at the stage where um, either I would kind of stay on the plateau or grow and have a greater impact. So that's what I wanted to do, and. Um, yeah, so far so good. We we hit the COVID, <laughs> like many did. Big transformation. Uh, more, uh, yeah, a lot of challenges have been through, but it's it's what, what a journey. Mm. Yeah. And uh, during the journey, maybe uh, what makes you happy and uh, what is more difficult for you as a as a person? Because it's good to have an impact, but uh, your skin is in the game. So yeah, yeah. Oh, so the question is, what makes me happy in this work? So this the yeah, and yeah. and happy and difficult. <gasps> I, I realize my need for connection uh, with my uh, mm. with my business partner, with you, with Excel. With, uh, so that's um, when I feel that we are like. Um, so I, can, I think it goes with my personal profile, mm. uh, and um, um, so I. What makes me happy that I think we have we have a shared purpose. We are we are working towards the same direction and it's very full that is very fulfilling that to find people it's pretty rare in life to find people that you know want to ride the same ride or ride the same road and you feel that yes they could be good partners we can they could become good companions we can reach this together it's if you find these people like take it seriously uh and um like really seriously, and they, because you, you won't find them so often, these people. And of course, uh, uh, we are still quite different. So like like I say, I have my own style. So uh, for me, like connection is important. Could be different for you, for for example, and uh, or not in the same way, or not in the same moment, or not for the same things. All these things. So so this thing of this thing of how we, I find, is an amazing journey to. At the same time, uh, you know, hold the same space. Like we need to spin the same story, mm. um, and make it work for everyone. Uh, and that, uh, like, what are the needs and and uh, how we respond to that? I think that's a big learning. And the more we manage that, the better the company and the greater potential. So, so, um, so 
each time we are leaning towards that makes me it's very fulfilling for me what is fulfilling for sure is the the impact that we're having uh when when we have more requests for our, like say at scale for instance and to 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 cross this impact at scale with some on the on the on the many to with the depths so it's not just touching many people it's like making a deep Trans, like working on a deep level and scale that's for me the like how can we you know reach those two things at the same time and uh, and what does it mean deep you know what is deep enough for a like for sustainable change for culture change so uh, to make a difference so it's not shallow but at the same time it doesn't have to be uh, difficult it can be mm -hmm. just inspiring and it can be possible and easy how can it be easy and deep you know uh, on uh, impactful so so I think this is this is the thing the, the kind of quest that we're sharing. Um, yeah. So I don't know if I answered your question, but I, I would yeah. I, I would answer that for. Sounds yeah. good. Yeah. <laughs> You're really passionate all the time, and you know, for those who don't know you, you like that every single day from from <laughs> 8 a.m. to wherever. So you're passionate all the time about what you're doing. Yes, yeah, true. Uh, that's why people are following you, <laughs> because so maybe a question I I have for you is where is this passion coming from? Is it oh. it it cannot be completely new and, and just show up? You know, a couple of years ago, looks like it come from something very deep. Yeah. And about what are you passionate about? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I can answer the first question. So when you and I met Chloe the first time, because we were partners <laughs> in the, the company, I was, and then I asked you, so tell me something you never said. <laughs> I remember. Sorry. <laughs> and I then this question was, from <laughs> yeah. And then I'm going to tell you something I never told you now. Okay. So, uh, so I think I've been primed very, very young to being in large groups where there was a, such a high level of, um, I use the word again, connection, but also like collective aspiration and flow. And as a child, I would observe that and I would find abs this absolutely amazing, like to be in a, another dimension of what the, I couldn't really compare because I was young. I'm, think, I'm, I'm, I'm speaking about very young from the age of maybe a few months old to the age of 10 years, like all my, my childhood. My parents were... You know, uh, so I'm 46, I was born 75, and we're talking about the years 75, 85. So mid-70s, beginning early uh, 80s, my parents were in the in a Christian movement. My parents might come from a Christian family. Maybe one part of my values come from there. I've been, I had my own personal journey, on spiritual journey. That's another topic we can discuss one day or maybe today, I don't know. Uh, anyway, and um, but, but they were part of, at the time, there was in the... Christianity at the time, they were there was this crossing with like personal development. I was crossing this movement and a bit the hippie movement with like freedom and something very free. And at the same time, where the individual, the people, the person in his own, you know, complexity as a space mixed together with a kind of a very free approach to 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 Christianity, really Catholic Church in this case, but very leaning towards Protestant, uh, American style. And uh, 
so there were these, they were the, my parents, they were in these groups of people that would share their own, you know, stories about their life, discussing, you know, issues about, you know, like real life issues, like how to, you know, what, what is difficult for me or, you know, how to can go through challenges or they were sharing in true and very, being very authentic. And they were also praying and, and singing and all kind of things uh, of those. And I was, it's like a water I was swimming in and observing that. And, um, it's not what we do <laughs> in fabric, but the, there was these uh, groups, uh, such a quality of, as I said earlier, of um, um, presence of everyone uh, and benevolence and uh, positiveness. Uh, and at the same time, a lot of truth. It was not shallow. It was deep. Sometimes people were crying, sharing their stories. It was like, wow, a bit like therapy work. And I was observing that very young and it, I think it primed me to, um, it's amazing what a collective can be. It's amazing. And I, I um, and, and we see it exactly the same, uh, I think, or kind of the same in sport team. We all know that. Like if you're in sport and you're in a team, you can experience amazing moment. If you're playing, if you're a player, where you are in a level of, uh, connection on on flow and and pleasure intense pleasure and you would give everything for you would die for your team uh, that is unbelievable and it's it's kind of related I would say it's a bit similar I think in music I don't I never played in a band but I think sometimes I'm sure musicians experience something like that that they start to care for each other and you have it in teams in some projects people like they start to fall in love not in love like i'm loving you but in love with the experience they're having together and i think we all experience that and i think it's accessible and we can we can create that and we can design you know those experiences and what if we could design that what if we create all like how can we you know just level up the volume towards that a little bit in every team so if you manager how you create so that space where people like literally in love with their team they just want to be there and they want to give everything and they just, it makes them happy. It's like resourceful. They are not giving away the energy. They're getting energy from it. And if you get that, I mean, you have a different company. It's just another company. You have a different outcome and you will just rock skyrocket everything. And, and just like, a, that's, that is why, by the way, sport team with average players sometimes win championship or go super far. Uh, and that's the same with any businesses. So, so, uh, so I think I think I'm somehow trying to recreate something I was primed, very young, and I think I never that, told that to anyone. No, thank you very much. Thank you for saying that in your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> your yeah. very yeah. special audience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, and uh, maybe it looks like, but now you have the secrets behind the scenes that. Maybe you can share that. What is the secret where you can level up the volume of yeah. the team to create okay. that? The ingredients and what you have discovered because it looks like you were looking for that, understanding how we can recreate that. So if you have some pieces. So, so yes, and I invite you to jump in because you know a lot about that too. So um, complete me and... No, so, I, but I, 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 to you today. I, I'm happy. I'm happy to answer <laughs> for sure. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay, so I think the first ingredient, uh, if I refer back, to, okay, this is the thing I know, but also know I think I experienced and 
more from my experience, I would say, first of all, uh, the vulnerability. So there will be much more power if people feel they can be vulnerable. Now we know that Google made a study on that and they say that psychological safety is the thing. And yes, it is. So, so if you create a space where people are uh, okay, they're okay to be themselves and they are okay to, and the more they can show of them, including what is not nice to see and know that it's going to be okay for the others, it's like the more of that they can share, the more, uh, uh, I think the more the strengths of the bond will be. Not that we need to do again therapy, group therapy, but it's more like I would say it's more than authenticity. It's which would be I would call it vulnerability, and um, and it has many other very good effects, especially on the giant. Because if you're not vulnerable, you won't be a giant. It's impossible. The giant starts from being saying what doesn't work. I'm not clear. I don't know. I have a tension. I have a problem. That starts there. So and and if you cannot be, you need a certain level of psychological safety and vulnerability. To come to your team and say, "Look, I don't. I have a problem here. I don't know how to do that." Ah, oh, uh, you know, and, and and to feel that's totally okay. So, so yes, for sure, I would say that as as number one. Uh, two, I would think the container is essential. So, uh, uh, what are the rules here? What what game are we playing together? Like, so for sure, the, it's the classic thing. You know, what the intention, and uh, we need to put words. So we need to put words on meta discussion because we do there okay we do work we have the work okay that's the what that's what connects us and um that's our we call it link object uh, this is what we do uh, but we sometimes need to step out of that and and discuss okay how is it for me in this and what do i need from the okay what what, what are we tra really trying to do so from there we can say many things so we say yeah we do purpose okay what is the train which we achieve as can value blah blah all these things are very important uh what are the roles what are the rules between us what are the way we want to so so creating the container and the process for our conversations uh, what are the rituals that we're having together when do we meet if we if we have good you know rituals if we have a moment we can discuss about ourselves as a team and regulate then we can work remote we don't we can be uh, on we can we don't have to of course it's nice to see each other but we can there is a there is a big possibility to move away from this idea that we have to be eight hours a day in the same office in the same building even in the same company and move for towards it's possible to be in different places yes we need to meet sometime but we we can connect and have this broadband that when we are together there is a lot of data going and a lot of you know reception and giving and receiving and we can even be not in one team, but in different teams. So we, we, we can, um, yeah, we, we, we can attend different circles and create quality in different places, different circles uh, and give, you know, 100%. Uh, so, so there is this flexibility that, that's possible if we have the container, a good container. So container comes with facilitation, designing meetings. So that's why the, dis the, the, the discipline of, Collective intelligence is around one facilitating groups, two designing conversations, and uh, this is again something everybody should learn. This is this is basics. Everybody is a facilitator with his own style. You you don't have to be um, you don't have to have anything. You just facilitate. You just do it, mm -hmm. just like you. I would say uh, just like you. Uh, 
anything else. You, this, is, this is just basic education of society. Mm. And if you know how to facilitate, facilitate you can participate. And uh, thank you for sharing. And uh, listening to you now, looks like now you, you said you're 47 or 46? Six. Six, sorry. Six. Soon, I am 47 soon. and you are 47. <laughs> That's true. I mismatched the chair today. <laughs> uh, I can. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. So uh, listening to you, looks like you have experienced some things and you have discovered what is behind and now you're 46 only. And uh, it's a period <laughs> in your life that you want to share with the world all yeah. your discoveries. It maybe the reason why you have written a book or started your podcast. Why? It's a good question. Um, it's a good question because a part of me is, um, for all kind of reasons, and including very bad reasons, I think from uh, partly from my French education, where I've been, I remember in the school and your university they would tell you or they would tell teacher would tell us or professor would tell us you know um you need to be really articulated when you speak or when you say something when you write something not to me but to the students and then what is your point and they were really pushing us on that so uh like having an opinion would be something i would not have because uh they they, they, they would they would i was taught not to to, to be so so challenging so to the point that I may not have an opinion and then uh, then I would just you know be in a place of uh, maybe or you know I have an idea but that is not so is it is it st strong enough for me to make a statement so I wasn't like a kind of a no statement person I would not make statement I would say okay I feel like that or I would I would really be cautious on not being you know too um yeah like a like a making statement and, and people do some people do a lot of that and I I just realized they are very successful, <laughs> right? And they could also be wrong. And and uh, so so I I think I've been waiting to uh, to I've been waiting to say okay, what do we really want to say? What are the statement I feel you know okay to say? Like I have enough. They are enough back with experience and or knowledge or and open and so I can feel like and that I feel it's safe for me to say that and I, and and that also was negative because I, it, just, it was not serving me just because also I, I would kind of hold, hold back a little bit. That would make me you know, holding back. So I just felt that, that I reached a point, I don't know why, um, that it's time for just start to, uh, to, 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 to just to share what my ideas and my thoughts. And, and uh, it's not just, it's not about me. This is really like a, the undercurrent, the undergoing maybe story with about me and myself, but that's not so important. I just felt there is so many things I need to share now. Uh, especially there are two things that they run about what this, this approach called adaptive governance that we have developed with Fabric and Orange, uh, the French telco company over the last years that is, Inspired beginning from holacracy, and but also from collective intelligence, from uh, OD, organizational development methods. That is a met there is an approach to help teams to really. Uh, it's a structure. It's a way for them to uh, make this shift and and uh, evolve towards self-organization, like how we do it, like concretely, like step by step, and in a way that is open to be really respectful of the context of a company or a team or a person and adapt it to them. So it's called adaptive governance. So yes, I wrote a book about it with the two persons uh, from Orange, Yann Bresson and Stéphane Pensivi. Uh, and, and to get, because we worked 
together around a lot of we had experience together on on on, on projects on change made in part of the organization so we uh yeah we wrote this book and for me that book is um it's like um sharing i think sharing is key we need to share our story sharing what you know it was in i think it, it was enough structurally interesting after, because because it was enough content to be shared and so for others to benefit from it so that was what this is the why of the the book and it's nice because when you write a book, it's also a way to kind of digest and put everything on, you know, right and challenge yourself and and uh, like deepen your thinking and your perspective. So I love the exercise. I think writing the book has 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 been for me a transition time when I say, okay, this is what I believe. Because when you write it down, now it's become clear, and the the, the exercise of writing is excellent. So so I I loved it. It took me like a year and a half or so to to it took us to write, to write the book. Yeah, and the other thing is with the podcast has been to I've realized that I have met one thing that I've I don't know why I've met amazing people, especially a lot of founders. So for instance, I met the, the founder of nonviolent communication, Marshall Rosenberg. And I had a chance to be trained by him. Uh, people are just, like I would say, source people, people who have initiated things and who are uh, initiators. And I couldn't interview Marshall because he passed away a few years ago, but I interviewed uh, in a previous episode Salim. Salim Ibrahim is a friend, but he, 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 he was trained very closely by Marshall. So he was like a first-hand experienced person sharing about and nonviolent communication, but also about Marshall Rosenberg, who was this person who was an amazing man and made a huge impact in the world. Um, so so the, the, my intention with the podcast is also to kind of uh, have a chance to meet with these people and to share with, you know, audience, uh, them, the ideas. And I, these people are masters. So I'm learning and I also share with them. And I, I just, yeah, so I, I want to, that's, that, that's also an intention sharing. And um, yeah. Um, it's also me to learn. I'm keeping on. I, I love learning. Uh, the three values of the podcast are uh, transformation, learning, and connection. Uh, connection is because I want them to not to speak as teachers, but as human beings and speaking, being true, you know. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> so you already had uh, 13, 14. It's, it's a 14 uh, podcast today. Yes. So... Your experience so far to have a podcast? Yeah. Um, well, first of all, uh, uh, there, there, it's a learn learning journey to be a podcaster, to interview people, to be in the flow. and to, So that's, that's interesting. I think the thing I've learned, uh, if there is one thing that has surprised me that is common to every people, because there are different, I mean, diff there are, we have the guy who founded, the, who created the concept of living organization. It was the first podcast, uh, uh, Norman Wolf. I was amazing that he accepted to 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 be on the show. It was then the the founder or the co-founder of Sociocracy 3.0, which is really an amazing and a very very complete and I think very very relevant approach. If you want to be a facilitator, bring a, this you know new ways of working in a it, it's an it's it, it's a fantastic if you want to train yourself it's a fantastic source it's another source both of them are source people um uh I don't, now i'm gonna not list them because i don't want to forget anyone we had we had uh, someone who is uh, working with philosophy and i thought in a such a innovative way um to bring reasoning and philosophy into uh collective intelligence 
and transformation that I thought it was amazing. And it was very, she brings a lot of very good questions. So all these people, and also we had some of our clients from Orange, from Bayer. Uh, we had a uh, from Rush person who shared a story of a. So it's, we didn't work on this transformation, but he was sharing because it's a. I think it's a good model. Uh, they are known for being a good model in the transformation. So, like it's also it's also leaders and change makers in companies who, who came, and I think there is one thing in common. It's about the presence. So the, I think bottom line, everything around transformation. If, if I just needed to one thing. So far, I would say presence in the moment. So how present are we to what is happening to the other person, to ourselves, and how can we, and the depths of our, the, the space that we are. Uh, and because if you're present, uh, you see what's going on. Mm. If you're not present, you will not see what's going on. And if, if you're present, you you ask the good questions. If you're not present, you want to ask the good questions. And asking the questions is the first managerial thing to do. You know, if you're, if you're, or change, if you're a change maker, you need to ask the good questions. But if you're not present, you will not be able to make any changes. Um, so being present is uh, being with a group. And being present is challenging. It's not easy to be present to what's happening. To so we say we host the space. This is kind of a weird word, we a jargon word we use in facilitation. We're hosting the space. <laughs> it means we are fully present and observing what is going on. And at the same time, observing in us what is triggered because inside of us we are the mirror of what's happening in the collective. So, huh? I feel this is happening inside. I have a hunch. Maybe the group needs that. And and then the capacity to observe, to be present to, hmm. Is it me or is it the group? And what do we do now? And trusting your intuition. So in observation, in being fully present, is you can use your intuition because it's like you have those voices inside of you that will speak and advise you and which can lead you to amazing moves. You know, Actually, you will know what to do. So, but it's scary because being, it's, being present is scary. Like the moment, the presence of what's really happening is scary. Or uh, it's scary to be seen. It could be to, it's scary to make a mistake because now if I'm present and I'm making a move, maybe I'll make a mistake, so I'm scared. So I, I freeze or I don't want to be present. Or I want to, instead of being present, I want, to, I want to think of the, use my brain and to think the future to be smart, trying to be smart. Being present is not being about being smart. It's about just being actually empty, not full. So our, it's very counterintuitive. Like you want to be empty, but now you're facilitating a group. How can you be empty? Well, I need to be empty to facilitate the group. If I'm too full of stuff, it's impossible. Then I'm, my brain is leading, but it's not, it's not a brain we can lead. It's a, you know, a, 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 the full energy of, of, of someone that you're playing with the energy of the group. So you, you, you need to be present and empty. It's the same with one person. If you do coaching or I think if you do mentoring or, any, any, or just you know, talking with your kids or your wife or husband or your friends and any, or anyone in the team member. The more you can be that, the more space there is for ideas and, and intuition for new possibilities. And uh, if we stay, we, we stay present, we can hold to, in, in, like in a company, sometimes we have difficult situation, like, uh, like say we had to get rid of someone. Okay, we had to do that for all kinds of reasons, economical. And if you're fully present, one part of you wants to dismiss because it's so hard. It's not nice. 
to have a conversation like that with someone. It's really painful. It's, and the other person is in pain too. Uh, so so uh, you have to be, it's just want to check out or you want to end this. But if we stay really present to, to that, yes, there is the, the there is the difficult the challenge, the pain, but there is also a, there is also if you really stay, then you start to see, oh, but there is also a positive there. There is new possibilities. So yeah, it's hard, but something can emerge that is more positive. And just staying there. So 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 uh, uh, yeah, being I think being present is the ultimate thing that we can all do. Um, and uh, Agile is, uh, as a team, we are present to what the team needs now and how the team is doing now and how we're creating value now, today, in the moment, not in the future, but now, today. And, and the more we are in today, the more impactful we are and the, the, the more decisive we can be. So, so uh, right. and I think all the spiritual practices are around that, by the way, and especially mm-hmm. mindfulness is completely around that. Being, you know, like holding back the what you call the gap between uh, how your brain will react and your ideas coming to you, and just you know deactivating those by creating a gap. So you're you're activated in your brain, and you hold on, and you decide to create a gap. So you maybe take a deep breath before you react. So you're not in a reactive mode, which we are so much in teams, in work in general, to change into a more creative work mode. So you you know. My, my, my big master for me has been Jean, Jean-François Nobel that you know too. Uh, he hasn't been in the podcast yet. I wish he was one day. Uh, and he was saying, take a breath before you speak. Always. And he was practicing that, which was sometimes weird because he would take a deep breath when, yeah. before, each time he would speak. But he was modeling this habit of not being just reactive, but being to pause and then go. And, and it's a very different, you, what you say is very different. So that's a very simple practice, for instance. That's nice. And maybe I can share with you something now. Thank you. Is you know what uh, people in the inferior team sometimes say about you and what we all learn from you <laughs> is... <laughs> and we, I learned that from you, something very simple. If you have nothing to say or if you don't know what to say then nothing like if you don't know what to say just listen have a deep breath and something is happening and sometimes it's surprising working with you because sometimes you know you don't know what to say so you don't say anything you just feel you you are present not talking and and you're very comfortable with that maybe sometimes the others are not and that's some something is coming and it's it's very special to you and uh working with you all of us are learning that so mm. it's very yeah. impactful i was absolutely not aware of that thank you for <laughs> feedback <laughs> i'm sorry big blank okay what's happening nothing just waiting that something will come from inside to outside <laughs> And now we've been waiting for half an hour. What are you doing? Take your time. Take your time. It's coming. (laughs) No, I'm laughing. But when it's coming, it's it's true. Something Mm. true is there. And uh, it's clear, crystal clear. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. And today, now, 
tonight? What what do you feel? I really want to ask you, you say, being full presence, what do you feel? Uh, do you feel a next step? Do you feel a future? What is emerging if something is? About, I mean, about uh, like the near future, about the long-term future? Uh, about your future? Mm. Um, um, what, uh, like, I, I feel, I would say, pull to, and I think, by the way, it's like this, I always feel pull to, I think everybody has that and can practice sensing into what I feel pulled to in my life. And it takes some courage to go there. Sometimes you feel pulled pull to something that looks crazy. I just shared that short, make a short that because I think this is something I would like to share. Um, I remember I was a student and I did, a, in France, we have this competitive, you do a two years or two, like to just to do a competition to enter a, a business school. And, and then I did that and I was in a business school and then I wanted in Paris, I was in Paris, super happy. And then I felt this is not the place for me. This is, I'm just not happy there. And I was like very clear. And, uh, but it was like checking all the boxes and ticking all the boxes. So I was like, what? Should... And I, just, I, was, I kept looking for something in another place and I found this other university that was not so uh, impressive, but I was exactly spot on what I felt called to and pulled to do now. So I decided to stop and to do that. And it, it was a bit crazy. Like people were like, why do you do that? And I said, because that's, that's me. And uh, also when I decided to leave, I uh, was working for a big consultancy to become independent. And that's uh, people wondering, why do you do that? I mean, there was a future in that. And, uh, and so sometimes sometime it's uh, reassuring. Sometimes it's not reassuring, but I think that's the, that's been my path. Always, you kind of you kind of have to obey to that. If you don't obey to that, you can uh, go unhappy. And uh, it's to take the magnitude of it. Sometimes is impressive. But uh, so today, what I feel pull to is um, to uh, uh, I would put it that way. It's not the words of somebody else, but to be a transformative presence. And uh, so, <laughs> so it means to. Uh, I love the work of. Uh, the uh, change, the shift of story, the shift of context. So if you want to, if you want to do transformation, uh, okay, we want to, we want, because we want, we do, most of the time we want to, we do a transformation because we want another outcome, transforming yourself as a person, transforming, you know, I want to, I want to be uh, happier in my body. Just take a fully different example. And today I, maybe I'm, being overweight or anything or I, I, or in my couple in my marriage anything and i want a different outcome i want to be fully happy and inspired and in love in my you know and uh so so okay so what is the what's what's the behavior there what's happening if i characterize what you observe you know maybe i'm well i'm i'm, I'm uh, eating like this or i'm doing like that or i'm in my couple we're doing like this so what is the story behind so what is the story? What are the, we can say also in other words, like we can say what are the beliefs? What is the story I'm living in? Well, I'm living in a story that uh, maybe uh, I don't deserve more happiness or maybe I'm, I'm not this person I dream of doesn't, I'm not to the level to this person. 
or I'm not to the level of that job or that role or, or all kind of, you know, we have, if it's a, it's a team, uh, maybe we believe that, okay, teams, very interesting. Uh, we are stagnating on our, our business and we want to double. Okay, so how do we do as a team? Well, we're a team, we work like this, we work like that, blah, blah, blah. and, and we, um, uh, we have a certain way to work. So what is the story we're living in? Well, maybe we have a certain story. For instance, I, I met a team. They were, their story was, we know better than the customers because we are the fucking experts. So we did, we tell them. And uh, so they were adding, uh, of, of course, the way they were working as a team at the, as a consequence was based on this belief, on this story. So they would come with their uh, approach, explain what to do and comp clients would have to follow that. And uh, if you want to reach another outcome, so that, that, that story is a program for making that outcome. If you want to change the outcome, you need a new program. So what is the program? Well, the program is maybe another story. And that story maybe we like, well, we'll, um, we want to really hear you and meet your needs. And, or we are the people, we, they're, they're, like the new story could be there are things, there is what we know, there is what we don't know and we want to learn, learn it with you. For instance, I don't know, I'm just making it up. So we want to change the story and the story in, the, in each of us, there are different stories about ourselves and there are stories about we as a team and as a company. So if you want to change really in an organization and like drastically change the outcome, you need to change it at this level of the story we're living in. Um, so so um, all this and that those stories, uh, it's very deep because it's challenging the like the the self the, the identity we are. If if we are a company that expertise is so important, that therefore we tell the client what to do because we're experts. And now I'm an expert, and this is how I've been built and grow, and I grew in there. Okay, how can I live in this new story? What is my place in there? And how do we work as a team then? Because we used to kind of value the experts, and then I'm one of those. So how does it work tomorrow? Because maybe I don't really care for the big outcome. I just, I'm comfortable there. So it's true for a country, by the way. I think uh, my dear country, France, I don't I have no idea. I don't want to go there, but I, no. I, I'm sure it's the same. It's the same. So uh, as any level of, uh, of the family is the same. So, so if you're, like if you're making a certain level of income, you want to, you want to double, you, you want more income. Okay. What is the story you're living in? And, uh, and maybe you, 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 if you change the story, you can change uh, the outcome. So, so I want to work more on that and master that nice. and be someone who is a space for that. Wow, looking forward to meet <laughs> <laughs> you tomorrow. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, Michael, you know that in your podcast, you give uh, all your hosts, uh, all, all your guests, yeah. five minutes, if I remember. Uh, two. Tell two. <laughs> it's two, but uh, I double do. for you because it's a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's a new story. The story today is you have four minutes <laughs> with your audience. And uh, so I, I, I'm leaving for a while and tell them whatever you want. And if you want to stay quiet, you can. Thank you. Is yours. <laughs> well, wherever you are and uh, whoever you are, 
it's an honor for me to be with you right now. I just hope in your life you're thriving. I just hope in your life you're happy and, uh, and you have a drive. And um, I just, I, I, I know that sounds very, uh, maybe superficial or, but I, I, because I've been there and because of what I've seen of people, uh, I think I'm, I'm sure whatever the, the goal that you have, that is that you have what it takes. And, um, you know, sometimes when we admire people, we admire people who actually are like us. So think of someone you really admire and, and in your entourage, in your, in your, in your, in your family, in your, in a society, uh, it could be anyone. That very person you admire that, uh, him or her because you have this in you. And I just want to, um, I, I believe that one day we will understand better the human beings. I think we are, you know, think of 500 years ago. I mean, we knew nothing and compared to today, think in 500 years from now. So it's like we haven't finished to discover everything. We have so much more. And there are intrinsic capacities in the human uh, that we can uh, develop, like muscles, like uh, elements uh, uh, that we can um, grow capacities, such as um, sensing and understanding around us, getting a more... Uh, a better sense of what is going on around us. Uh, also, we can much more impact reality and having a, with our intention, shape the outcomes that we, we, we feel are the right ones. Um, so you can do that. And, uh, and, that, and that makes me very hopeful. And there is another thing that makes me very hopeful is this social field. We as a society can uh, do much, much better. We, when I'm talking about small societies, small gr in groups, in our collectives, and of course, society at large. And there is a field of innovation there that is untapped. So if, you want, if you're an innovator, if you have ideas that can, anything that supports more collective intelligence, more collective wisdom, and tapping into the potential of people in service of the collective, um, and of course, in the service of expressing themselves and, and fulfilling who they are, um, then yeah, you're, you're, I invite you to do it, uh, innovate and, and, and show up for you and, and for, for the others. This was very, uh, this was from my heart, a bit improvised. And uh, yeah, I wish you really all, all the best. And I'm happy to have this podcast and I'm looking forward to meet you in the next episodes, by the way. <laughs> Thank you, Miguel. Thank you for sharing everything you have shared tonight. It was very inspiring and uh, coming really from deep from yourself. And uh, thank you for accepting to, to, you know, to, to play the other, the other part of the podcast and being the, the guest today. <laughs> and uh, Thank you, Chloe. Thank that. you very much. And You're such a nice space also, and, and uh, I think we generate the also uh, with the listening, the quality of the other person, and that was the case today. So uh, you, thank you very much for your, the quality of your, 
not just your questions, but your presence, as uh, we say. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. And uh, maybe I, I give the floor back to Michael as, as the host. Okay. host of the podcast for the closing. All right. So that was our episode tonight. Uh, thank you for listening. We wish you all the best. And um, uh, I hope tonight this, in, this inspired you in some ways. And I'm looking forward to having you in our next episode. So stay tuned. Bye.